You're listening to Retrospection Radio Theater from the creative mind of Noah Martin. Brought to you by Retrospection Multimedia. It takes a lot of work to bring you these stories, and so I'd like to point out that we have a Patreon and Ko-fi in the description. A small donation of $5 can get you access to exclusive content and help keep Madison, Maine afloat. We are proud to bring you Retrospection Radio Season 5, Future Imperfect. Elliot Cooper drove 15 minutes from his place of work to his home. Parking in the parking lot near his apartment, Elliot got out of his car and walked up to his front door. The birds were chirping and singing, and for once Elliot felt like today might be a good day, a different day. He kneeled down and grabbed the newspaper from his front doorstep, and then he pulled out his keys and opened the door entering into his apartment. He laid his stuff down on the table and went to refresh Teddy's food and water. The little hamster squeaked and ran about the cage in anticipation with a smile on his face. Elliot turned from the cage and sat down at the table. He opened his morning newspaper and began reading the headlines. Detective Garrett Wayne's family speaks out on maimings. Coronavirus outbreak shuts down elementary school. West High Street repaved. New cafe opens after fire. Sally is back. Moldy fruit sold at local grocery. Sally is back. A moment of panic spreads through Elliot's body until he wonders, Who's Sally? He doesn't have an inkling of a clue, nor does he know if he's met Sally. Are people even still named Sally anymore? Like the names Linda or Berta, it almost doesn't feel real that people still have the name Sally. At least, according to Elliot, who, in his life, has never given an original name to a pet. Sleep began to dawn on Elliot, and though he didn't want to go to bed, he realized the sleep he had the previous night had left his joints sore and his neck in pain. Just for 15 minutes, Elliot began to convince himself. He stood from the table and laid down on the couch. His mind began to wander and ask questions about the newspaper. Why did it know Radios would die? Did they kill Radios? Who's they? If the newspaper company doesn't know anything about the articles, then who is changing the articles? Are they doing it specifically for Elliot? Well, they have to be. They predicted he would have a nightmare last night, and he did. But who's Sally? And why is she back? Where is she back from? His eyes closed, and his mind kept wandering. Maybe Sally was the girl of his dreams. She was back from a different state. Maybe she was an old friend he had forgotten about, and she was back from a medical trip to Africa. Elliot Cooper fell asleep. Elliot had no nightmares this time. He was perfectly relaxed, perfectly comfortable on this Wednesday afternoon. He wasn't hoping for nightmares, but he was surprised to not have any when he would later awake. Though, dear listener, we must leave Elliot Cooper behind for the rest of this episode. For as Elliot sleeps, 
Sally Baker arrives at her parents' home after a long deployment in the Navy overseas. Sally Baker went to the local high school and was friends with Hope Wilson. They did track and field together and, eventually, ended up being in a group of close-knit friends. The first few months after the forming of the friend group saw the group of teenage girls going to homecoming, playing soccer together, and seeing each new superhero movie that came out. They nicknamed themselves the Spider Girls as the first movie they saw together was a rerun of Sam Raimi's first Spider-Man movie. But as the summer neared and senior year grew closer, their Spider-Girls lost a key member of their group. Hope Wilson went missing, and a college student, Virginia Harrison, came asking around. They never did find Hope. By the end of the summer, the Spider-Girls had ended most of their friendships with one another by yelling and screaming. I tell you this because, as the Spider-Girls began to fight, Sally Baker's home life began to change. Her mother had been growing sickly for a few years, then doctors were never able to diagnose her. That is, until she went to a hospital out of state. It turned out that Sally's mother had stage 4 terminal lung cancer, which she had received from her many years of smoking. Sally was used to watching her mother wither away, but that summer in particular, Sally spent nearly every day in the stale white light of a nearby hospital. Some of her friends would come by, but most of the spider girls just stopped inviting Sally to stuff. It was August 13th just a few weeks before school started, when Sally's mother finally succumbed to cancer. She was buried the following Friday, and soon Sally was left alone with her father. It was by this point the Spider Girls had broken up, and now neither home nor school felt like a safe place for Sally to be. Home brought back too many memories of her mother. School brought back too many memories of Hope and her old friends. Sally Baker drifted through her senior year and barely made it to graduation. But I bet you're wondering, dear listener, how Sally Baker joined the Navy? Well, as with a surprising amount of other people, it started with a text message from Corporal Dean Lionheart. A ridiculous name, sure, and Sally frankly didn't believe it to be a real name, nor did she think the other person she was texting back was actually real. But nevertheless, she texted with the supposed corporal, and his automated replies were enough to convince her to sign up for the military. Half a month after graduation, Sally Baker found herself at a boot camp. As they do with every soldier, they broke her mind and body down and built a good little worker bee. At the end of basic, she was deployed to Japan, and now, five years later, she's back home with her father, a widower who never remarried and lived alone in his family's house for five years. 
Sally's father resented her. He hated how she'd shut herself off from the rest of the world. He hated how she shut him out. And he hated how she ran off to join the United States Navy instead of coping with the losses she had that year. And in his mind, all she did was successfully delay her grief for five years. Sally would never admit it now, but her father was right. The Navy and Japan were an escape for her. She met new friends and was able to stay as far away as she could from Madison, Maine. But by the time her hand rose to knock on her father's door, the emotions came flooding back. Her throat closed up and she felt her nose begin to run. A mental block in her mind stopped her from crying. Anyone looking at her would see a woman dressed in military garb with her hand raised and look of pure grief and waterless eyes. Sally had forgotten how broken she felt and pain she was. And Sally wanted to turn around and leave, to never come back, to run away yet again and go somewhere she'd never been before. But a part of her knew that running away would never solve this pain she felt, would never solve this disconnect with her father, and so she knocked on the door. Shift away from the same events you've heard from history class over and over again. Listen to bite-sized historical stories that drift from the normal frequency of history. Retrospection Multimedia is proud to present Frequency Drift. New episodes on Thursdays at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Real history. Real life. Reality. Tell your stories through Retrospection Multimedia, an audiovisual organization dedicated to helping you succeed. We offer video editing, live event and podcasting services, and now, for a limited time only, sign up for the Ground Up Deal. The deal includes podcast consulting, editing, and coaching services. We will also create your own podcast website and RSS feed. Within a few weeks, your podcast will be available on every podcatcher. Order now at www.retrospectionmultimedia.com. Now, back to this episode of Retrospection Radio Theater. Her father heard the knock at the door. Right on time, he thought as he opened the steaming oven and pulled out a tray of fresh-baked cookies. It was always Sally's favorite as a little girl, and he had hoped that she still liked them. Placing the tray on the counter, he hurried to the door and opened it. The two smiled and embraced in a loving hug. Mr. Baker felt a singular tear run down his cheek. He hadn't seen his daughter in so long, and he had run through so many emotions when she left him behind. That didn't matter now. The only emotion he felt was pure joy. Pure joy at seeing his little girl all grown up and looking so professional. Pure joy at getting to hug his family again. Pure joy that, for the first night in nearly five years, he'd have company. You see, Mr. Baker is very much like Elliot Cooper, except that Mr. Baker eventually found love and had a family. Though, like Elliot Cooper, they both worked the same dead-end jobs. 
In fact, Mr. Baker was the man who placed his hand on Elliot's shoulder and awoke him from his nightmares earlier that day. He had gone into work for half a day and used some vacation hours to be able to come home and welcome his daughter. Mr. Baker hugged his daughter for a few minutes. His embrace was tight, and Sally could hear in her ear the faint sniffling of her father as he cried. And as soon as Sally wanted to cry, she couldn't. She had spent too much of her life crying. She had spent too much of her life being weak, and now, just because of some family reunion, she wouldn't bother crying. Sure, she felt the same joy that Mr. Baker did, but the ability to cry had been torn out of her like a child tearing paper. When their embrace broke, Mr. Baker led his daughter to the kitchen and gave her a plate of cookies and a glass of milk. The two ate cookies and reminisced together for about half an hour. It's sad to think that the past five years for both of these people were summed up that quickly. But sometimes that happens when you lose that vital connection to other humans. After half an hour, Mr. Baker began talking about the future. So tell me, Sally, how long will you be staying? I don't know. Not long. Where would you go? I don't know. I can't stay here. Sally, I know losing your mother was hard, but I miss you. I can't survive if you disappeared for another five years. Dad, you know I can't stay here. It's just too many memories. I know it's a lot of memories, but we can make new ones. It's just not the same anymore. I've grown up. I know. I can see how tall you've gotten, and you wear your hair differently than you used to. I'm a different person is all. All my friends are in the Navy. I thought you retired from the Navy. I know. I did. But I can always go back. That's true. But you can always stay here, too. I just don't want to anymore. Mr. Baker felt like a failure. He'd let his wife die, he'd worked a dead-end job, and now his daughter didn't even want to spend time with him anymore. Felt his weight crippling on his shoulders and depression sank in. The joy that had filled him melted away, and soon there was nothing left. His heart and feelings a void of emptiness. I understand. You always have a place here, if you want it. I've kept your room exactly the same. I appreciate that, Dad, but I got a hotel downtown. I'll be staying there tonight. One would think it impossible for Mr. Baker's heart to sink any further, but yet it did. I understand. I'll see you tomorrow. Ah. Uh... I'll give you a phone call if I'm still in town. With that, Sally rose from the table, hugged her father, and left the house. Thank you for listening to this episode of Retrospection Radio Theater. 
I am Noah Martin, creative mind behind Retrospection Multimedia. Join us Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for new episodes. Please consider subscribing, rating, or reviewing this podcast if you liked it. If you like Retrospection Multimedia and the content we provide, go to www.retrospectionmultimedia.com. You can donate to help keep Retrospection Radio airing at the Ko-fi or Patreon link in the description. You can also go to our website to hire us for your own podcast. Join us again next week for the next thrilling episode of Retrospection Radio Theater Season 5, Future Imperfect.